0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and One who has and continues to create life out of death. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ. We sat down in and if you've never been to a Perkins, it's sort of like Denny's meets Village Inn. It's one of those 24 hour breakfast places that is a little bit nicer than Waffle House. Because let's be serious, what well, isn't it nicer than Waffle House? and we would get our coffee, and we'd sit there and we talk. And we talk about all sorts of stuff. Stuff that the people in the booths around us probably, uh, it made them blush a little bit, the uh, degree of clarity and raiseness that we would talk about these subjects with. And, and we would sit there and, and we would talk about things that, well, probably people don't talk about and this is clearly what we were, we would talk about drugs. We would talk at length about sex. We would talk about politics. We would talk about religion.
1: And we would sit there and we would talk about these things in a way that...
0: new conversation topic into what we were talking about, a sort of more philosophical conversation topic, and that question was, how do you think you're going to die?
1: The response that I got was,
0: I'm not answering that question. Oh? How come? Because the subject of death is something that we're not very comfortable talking about. In fact, they say that the two things that you should never bring up in polite conversation are religion and politics.
1: And yes, I think that death
0: probably transcends both of those. I mean, give it a try sometime this week, if you don't believe me. Go up to someone and ask them a question like when I ask my friends, ask them, "Tim, uh, how do you think you're going to die?" or um, something else about that. And, you know, how do you think the world is going to continue to exist without you? And, uh, and, and they'll get this kind of look on their face, and that look on their face will stay there as they're kind of thinking about it. They don't like thinking about that, and then after that, ask them about. Jesus look of relief from upon their face. (laughs) Because those that say, finally, I a question that I can answer with some degree of comfort. (laughs) I mean, it's like that, isn't it? We don't like talking about death. Because death is frightening. Death is something that uh, we don't like. don't like it as, as much as we do. In fact, I think it's very interesting. And Martin Luther had this quote that, that he said that uh, people are not quite as afraid of death as what they are dying. And that all comes from uh, St. Augustine who, who said that uh, death was actually the uh, last that final piece of dying, that death was actually the end of an existence of suffering, and that death was actually this thing that was sort of, well, it was okay. I mean, we we rarely go up to a coffin and say, wow, they look like they're really suffering there," But we do say that about people that are suffering while they're alive. And so it's this weird thing, this this death and this dying and the, the fear that goes along with it and we, we sort of uh, almost treat it like a uh, sort of The theologian Arthur C. McGill says that that death for most Americans is probably a a better picture of who God is in their minds than what God actually is. He says that that we we do all sorts of interesting things with death that uh, sort of of make it look like a deity in a way. We deify death. And he says that we do that in, in a few different ways. He says, first of all, we, we don't really like to talk about that word And He says that that's, that's a lot like what you would do if you were a devout Jew and you came across the name of God, Yahweh. And, and you would look at that word and you would know what that word says and you would know how to pronounce that word. But you would not say that word out loud. Instead, you would say, how not You would say, Lord. And if you were reading along with your finger, if you were about here, you would actually stick your finger over to not hit that name. And Arthur C. McGill says that that is a lot like how we treat death. And he says that we treat death like a deity also in terms of how we we talk about death in our culture. We talk about death in our culture by means of. that's been domesticated in somebody else and he says that's a lot how the experience of human beings meeting God turns out to be so there's death and there's dying and dying really interestingly is kind of synonymous in a way with living You see, the process of dying is the same process that you call living. Everybody in this room is dying. (coughs) Everybody in this room, the clock is ticking. And what we have to decide upon is how that happens. We have to decide how we die. That's what our lot is in life. Is to decide really how we are expending ourselves. And what that makes us at the end of our day, at the end of our lives.
1: I go to the gym about four times a week and uh, one of the things that I found out is that um, I
0: can make going to the gym a whole lot better for myself Uh, especially when I'm on that hamster wheel as they call an elliptical machine Um, uh, because uh, I I am a nerd and because I am a nerd That I can go to the gym with 100%
1: and I, if I'm there for an hour, I'll come back with less
0: than 50. And a lot of that has to do with the amount of light that's emitting from my screen so that I can do this dorky thing and read while well I'm on the elliptical.
1: But I'm not really worried about that.
0: Because I know not hold. And when I go home, I plug my phone in. And usually by the time I'm ready to come here to do some work, I've got my battery life back up to a reasonable range of the 80s and 90s. Well, that's sort of Christianity. That's sort of what we say that... Are believing when we come here is that we believe that we will be recharged. We believe. mean how much of your life you want spent with flappy Bird? <laughs> if you don't know flappy burgers google it and find the thing angry Birds, but better and that's what this curse in Genesis 3, he's saying that our lives are going to be spent. Spent in suffering, spent in childbirth, spent in working in the field. that our lives are going to be spent in this sinful condition, this sinful world that we're in. Interestingly enough, if you take a look and what God is saying in this curse is that he's he telling Adam basically that he's working in his own coffin. He says, you came from dust and to dust you shall return. It. Oh yeah, by the way, the place that you're going to be working is where?
1: Dust.
0: is crawling around on his belly. That's what life is for us. It's a life of dying. It's a life of living. And, really our only decision comes down to how we're going to spend up. Do we spend that life loving ourselves? Or do we spend that life loving God, loving His church,
1: loving His word?
0: Jesus gives us a picture of what it's like to die in a way that is utterly significant. He comes to this world is born into a mortal existence just like all of us are. And he knows there's a moral existence because he knows that at the end of his life there stands a cross. And so he says I'm going to spend my entire dying From the moment that he's born, to the moment that the wise men arrive, to the moment that he's baptized in the river Jordan, to when he's preaching, to when he's talking to his disciples, to when he's being whipped, to when he is crucified. And us. You see, maybe we, we can disagree with Luther for just a little bit. I think that's okay. If not, we'll find out. <laughs> there
1: is actually something to
0: that. Luther says that the thing that we're most afraid of is dying, but I think that we're all dying. We're not really that afraid of dying, it's the finality of that. We'd be okay at spending ourselves over and over and over. Would run dry, if our screen would go dark, and there'd be nothing left. Yeah. And that's where Jesus steps in and says, uses this language about dying. Take up your cross and follow me, which is all about death. Give your life. And then later on, Paul is sort of hallucinating that through the work of the Holy Spirit, saying, when you're baptized, you're actually believe in the resurrection, then what you believe about yourself is that you live in a tent. And if you live in a tent, you're okay with that tent finally being ruined. Because you know when that tent is ruined, you can go home. this lens, I challenge you to think about your life in terms of expenditure, in terms of what you're able to give to a world that needs you to give it something. Even if that thing that you're giving to the world is a simple finger pointed to the cross saying, I'm not afraid of dying anymore, because I know what he's has for me. Yeah.